Hey everybody, Mike here with the Hilco Homes podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Today I have Juan and Zaglo with me, so stay tuned. guys so again thanks for tuning into the podcast uh, i know uh, the start of 2020 has been a little spotty for the podcast we haven't been as consistent with putting out episodes but that's going to change soon because we have a uh, media schedule lined up for the rest of february and march already booked and um, if you want to be on the podcast talking about business and real estate and real estate investing in general, let us know. Mike, M-I-K-E, at hillcohomes.com. So like I said, I have Juan and Zagla with me here. Uh, I know, Juan, you've been on the show once or twice before for the yeah, podcast. Yeah, I think maybe like once. Um, I'm not sure how many times you've been on the Facebook Live before, but for those of you listening, um, I'm sure you've heard Juan in some of the earlier podcast episodes that were like audio exported from the the Facebook live uh, shows um, but uh, Juan used to be uh, with Hilco homes and then uh, you went off and did your own you're, you're doing your own thing right uh, yeah I mean I was with Hilco I was there I think you're talking you're referring to ask wholesale when I was doing it with Aaron right, Pettis right, yeah right yeah, um, yeah, and that was like what two years, one year. Yeah, that was like two years ago. Oh man, it's gone what by was that? Two thousand seventeen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two thousand was that two thousand? No, it wasn't two thousand seventeen. I want to say it was two thousand eighteen. Okay. Two thousand seventeen is when we uh, started officing out of Geekdom, and then two thousand eighteen is when we right. started doing the Ask Wholesale, and it was me and Aaron, and uh, then I think we did like one or two seasons of that, and then that was it. Yeah, and I think I joined Hilco around. The beginning of 2018 mm-hmm. um aaron had already left um, yeah but you were still there right and then hernando and alex joined in right um yeah that was that was a little little bit ago. man that's crazy <laughs> man it's 2020 already huh that's like that was i was two years no yeah so yeah it was two years ago that's crazy yeah yeah so for the audience that's who's that haven't listened to any of the other episodes and they're just jumping in on this one uh tell us a little bit about yourself and your how you got into real estate and as an investor as a wholesaler and all that other stuff so uh my name is juan busos as you guys know as you as he mentioned uh i have here with me my partner zagla um and a little bit about myself is that we i got into real estate almost on accident i had yeah. taken a class right so a few years ago, I was selling cars in Laredo, Texas, and I took this real estate class uh, from a rich dad, a rich dad education class, right? Mm-hmm. And it was just an introductory introduction to uh, uh, like real estate and wholesaling, owner financing, things like that. And I remember the guy who was teaching it. He goes, he goes, ninety seven percent of you guys that are here aren't going to do anything with anything that I teach you. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, nah, I'm going to be that 3% that does something. And for the next two years, I did nothing about <laughs> it. Like I did no real estate at all whatsoever. Like it was so weird. Was it one of those I, things I was like, here's, here's the concepts. Now, if you want to actually do it, pay an extra fee. and come. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was yeah. a lot like that. And after the class, I thought, nah, I can learn this stuff on my own. I'm not going to be part of that 97% that doesn't do anything. And like I said, two years later, I still hadn't touched hadn't touched anything about real estate okay and then that's when i moved here to san antonio and i was applying for jobs mostly sales jobs and that's when i got into i I saw one that said and it was in the sales sales job section of craigslist Mm -hmm. and it said no real estate experience required and i said i wonder what you know what sales job that could be 
Uh, turns out it was for ATW, a company that we both worked at. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we, um, you know, and they said, hey, this is, you know, you, we, I had gotten three job offers by the end of the week. It was ATW uh, in real estate, and I had no idea what I was going to be doing. I had, I was still very confused. And then it was like a, it was a T-Mobile cell phone sales job and yeah. a car sales. And I said, well, I could go back to sales and just do what I know I'm going to dominate at, right? Or I could try getting into real estate and possibly fail, uh, and you know, land on my ass and you know, and 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 hit my face while I'm you know, hit my face while I'm trying to take off. And I said, you know what? Let me just go for real estate. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's where I met Marco, and it just kind of. Um, from there, it just kind of snowballed. I didn't. I ended up getting fired from there because I didn't know what the hell I was doing at all whatsoever. <laughs> They're like, "Yeah, wow, you, when you said you didn't know what you were doing, you really meant you didn't know what you were doing." Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't know anything about real estate. All I knew was from that one weekend course. That was it. That's all I yeah, knew. And yeah. a couple of books that I had skimmed through, right? Um, and then that's kind of how. And then after I got fired, I said, "You know what?" And by this time, Marco had you know quit that company. After I got fired, I said, you know what? I, I still want to do this. I, this is something that I love and that I'm extremely passionate about. Mm-hmm. Even more so than sales. I love being a salesman, but I love being in real estate more. Yeah. Right? I love being a business owner more than what anything. What about real estate do you, do you think is it has that attraction? I mean, like when, when I talk to real estate investors like they uh, uh, that are passionate about the real estate, because I know, I, I know plenty of investors who only invest in real estate because it's like a means to an end, right? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. they're trying to achieve something else, but you know, they're using real estate as their vehicle to get there. But then you have that other group of people who just like absolutely love real estate. Like what what is it that that you think is different or sets it apart from other sales type environments? Well, so I'm a little bit of a mixture of both. I don't know about Zagla, but like for me, real estate is a means to an end, mm-hmm. right? And it is it is it is a vehicle that I know can get me to where I need to get to. Yeah. yeah. But there's something about seeing the potential of investments and seeing what they could be as opposed to seeing what they are. Right. It just turns it just sparks something in my mind where I'm like, this is definitely. I love going to look at junk properties, right? I love seeing the potential, not just the not just the money potential, but the the potential of what something could be. So right now we're working on a commercial lead, right? And um, you know, I'm not really sure how to work it because I've never worked commercial mm-hmm. uh, properties. But to know, I looked up the zoning and I looked up what it could be worth, and we were we were kind of doing some homework on it. And I found out that you could put uh, you you could put uh, an indoor theater on there, a mm-hmm. car lot, car repair shop. Um, a tattoo shop, a strip, a small small strip mall, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you can do a lot of stuff with that. And I'm like, man, that could be that could be a lot. That could be that could revitalize because of where yeah, it's located. There's a lot of potential, yeah. Yeah, sure. it could revitalize that area. Like it could do something to bring income and to help the economy in that area. So to see the potential uh, of real estate projects is really, really for me, what gets me that in negotiation. Like it's just something about yeah. negotiating and doing business and working partnerships and making connections, something about the business aspect of real estate, uh, really just kind of, you know, it just turns me on there's, there's no other word for it. It's just, you know, Zach was over here giggling like a little five, six year old little kid. He's like, Oh, he said a naughty word. No, it does. It, it sparks my brain, right? It sparks my brain and my soul. Yeah, it just yeah. something about the business aspect of real estate is what gets me. Okay. I think that's why I know I'll be, despite you know being able to retire, you know, trying to retire in a few years, like within the next ten years at least. 
even after that, I know I'll still be working real estate deals. Yeah, yeah. And, and you, Zagla, uh, what's what's your story? How did you get into real estate? And, and what, what's like from the investor side or the retail side or the wholesaling? Like what's, what's your story in real estate? Well, I started going on five years. Um, I was going to school for graphic design for a little bit and I okay. didn't really like it. Um, it's not the same as pen to pencil yeah. versus in the computer. Um, but after a while I wasn't doing, like I stopped doing that and my dad offered to take those real estate classes. Uh -huh. He said, I'll pay for them for you. If you don't like it, pay me back. I said, sure, why not? So I took the classes and that's, I fell in love with it. It was, it was a lot of different things. There's different rules. It's like a whole new other world. So, yeah, but and you started with the on the retail side, right? Like as going to get your license as an agent, like <clears throat> like getting started in that direction was was your intention. Like I'm going to be an agent, or eventually I'm going to be a broker. Or like what what was I your thought know. process? I didn't know what I wanted to be. <laughs> I didn't know how commission worked. I didn't know how it worked to become a broker. The responsibilities behind it. I learned mm -hmm. that just by you know going through all the different you know deals. Um, but I learned that I didn't really like retail and I liked investments more because it was mm -hmm. more with numbers. So I just started reaching out to different people and whatnot. I, I think that's one of the things that Zagla and I have in common is the reason that we work so well together is because we're, we both have uh, extremely logical brains. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I do love to see the potential. And it's so funny because we both have extremely logical brains. And we're both we're both very fond of art. Like I did tattoos for ten years, yeah, and she yeah, likes yeah. to draw and paint and all that stuff. And I love doing all the same stuff. But we the, the side of our brain that's logical and does a lot of numbers. I think that's why we work so well together is because we both have that that vision of the potential of what somebody creativity. could do just based on numbers. Yeah, yeah the yeah. creativity and the logic mixes. So where we see the potential of of an investment property or mm -hmm. or any kind of you know any kind of uh, real estate property. Uh, and and we can make sense of the potential yeah and you know i think I mean? that's actually kind of important almost a necessity so you can kind of differentiate yourself against competitors um having that creative side because you know the, like myself like yeah. i'm also a creative like right. I, I i'm a musician i like drawing uh, I, I write a lot mm -hmm. um but i'm also very very analytical and that's 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 why i love what i do as a you know for my consulting business as a solutions architect i like problem solving right. um in the real estate world you know it's, it's all about the numbers the numbers tell great stories if you know how to read them right. um and uh but i think to combine the two for having the creative side doing the problem solving it helps you uh you know be competitive in the market with how are you going to structure this deal so that it works not just for you but for the end person you know whether it's a seller or a buyer or both you know and or whether or not you're yeah whether or not you're the seller or the buyer yeah you can right right think outside the box when it comes and i wonder what the like the percentage is of real estate investors that have like a creative hobby they're passionate about like are like do they like play violin on the weekends yeah. or like are they on a choir or you know do they do well like, i know i know like like uh vic de la fuente he's a buyer and he he, he goes after those bigger deals right the ones uh -huh. with with fifty sixty thousand dollars profit on a flip right where it's like uh, and he, he's not afraid of the big rehabs. He's doing a lot of stuff in Denver Heights and all those areas where yeah, they're starting yeah. to come up, right? Where there's a lot of, tear, there's even close to teardowns, right? Over there. Mm -hmm. And uh, if not just straight teardowns, and he's not afraid to hit those, 
But I think his passion, he's a he's an artist. He mm-hmm. paints a lot and he sells his paintings. He's like a professional artist. Yeah. And he yeah. also flips properties, right? So it's like I know that about him, right? And I know like I said, my for myself, I did tattoos for ten years. I love there's other than business and real estate nothing holds my attention the way tattoos does you know what i mean and i love yeah, yeah. i could sit and do a four-hour tattoo and not i have add so it's like really <laughs> difficult for me to do sit and do anything really for even 30 minutes right so yeah. you know ta- I, I, there's i feel like there's a good percentage of of investors who uh who have their little side passion who, and it's not even a side passion it's their main passion just real real estate allows for that time for yeah. them to do it's, that it's just a compliment yeah yeah, yeah. okay I mean, I I, I kind of want to look into that a little more. I'm curious now. Like, what what are the numbers on on what investors? Are the numbers on like investors? successful investors that have right. uh, like a creative side to them. Like, I, I have a, a good friend of mine, Amber, um, who uh, we went to like I've known her since like third grade, you know. But mm-hmm. um, her whole thing was she she has an incredible singing voice. Uh, she's a great singer. She did modeling for a while, and then she became a professional artist, like painting stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She has like her own like photography gallery. But her main thing is a fencing business. Like she she okay. runs a construction company, and she's gotten into real estate. She's done a couple of flips. She has uh, like a motivation business. Like she she's really you know good at what she does on the business side of things. But she's also like a super creative. You know. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I, I think that's fascinating now that I'm thinking about it a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so going back to you guys getting into real estate, um, how did you guys end up deciding to work together in, in a business to start a business together and, and, and figure that out? It was kind of weird. Um, so I reached, I think I reached out to Zagla while I was still at Hilco. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we we I asked her about a deal or asked her if she had any buyers. I was just trying to generate something, right? Mm-hmm. And um, we uh, there's something about something something about working with Zagra that made me feel comfortable. Where right? I knew I could trust her. I knew I could uh, you know work with her. Knew that she would be straight up and honest with me and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so we after I left Hilco, I kept you know reaching out to her and kept we kept talking and then we we didn't do a deal right away right like we weren't able to work a deal together until maybe what like six months after that i think the first deal was the property on dickie street that you needed to sell yeah oh okay so i was trying to sell i had bought a property myself and didn't really do anything to it and was having a hard time selling it and i needed to sell it because i wasn't i was uh i I was actually going through a really tough time and wasn't able to keep up with the payments Mm -hmm. um and she, like, I tried to sell it myself. I tried to sell it in finance. I tried to do something with it. I was just trying to get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. And Zagla came, and I asked her to list it for me. And I think, what, like 10 days later, was we found a buyer? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it shows, shows how much I know about, you know, <laughs> selling a property on the back end, right? I can sell it to an investor, but I can't sell it to the public, right? So that's where she comes in. Yeah. She, she's got that experience in the retail side. And she gets a lot of people, since she's got access to MLS being a realtor, she's got... she. She uh she can has access to these buyers who are because the property wasn't the best investment property so she has these she has access to these buyers who are willing to pay maybe just a few thousand dollars more just to get the deal sure, done. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um. So that's and <clears throat> what I mean. What else? I guess just from there we kind of. Well, to back up a little, we met at Hilco, so we actually used to work for Marco, and I was trying to. That's when I started working on the investment sides. I was doing phone calls and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And. That didn't work out, so then that's pretty much when he reached out to me and we just branched off from there. 
Yeah, I think after I left Hilco was when we uh, when we, we kind of did some other things and just we're just kind of fi- trying to find our footing into what it is that we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, focus on. Yeah, or focus on like what what it is that we wanted to do with with real talk real estate and 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 figuring out okay where are we going to put our efforts where are we how are we going to do this what what kind of vision do we have for real talk real estate and we kind of got we we got sidetracked a couple times and then we ended up and then recently maybe what like towards the middle of last year we kind of like started finding our footing and figuring out this is the vision that we want this is the vision that we need this is where we're going with it this is how we need to this is how our business needs to grow and, and in this direction and then on the side because what a lot of people don't realize is that you can have a real estate business but not have any personal investments right so we want to use our real estate business to help find our personal investments and we're, right. we're partnering we partner on everything everything we do every investment property that gets sold through real talk real estate or gets picked up through real talk real estate we partner on it we split it 50 50 just straight down the middle nice, so um, nice. Yeah, so anything, like even if it's if it's cash flow property, we'll split the cash flow 50-50. Unless yeah. we have other partners, then we'll figure that out, right? But yeah. whatever Real Talk Real Estate's cut is, we split that 50-50. Cool, um, cool. I mean, that's, I think that's, that's useful and beneficial, um, especially, and I think not a lot of people think about it this way, but as a real estate investor, there's all kinds of strategies that you can in- implement, right? Right. Um, and you do that to diversify your portfolio, right? So you have a, a rental property for the purposes of the appreciation and, you know, making sure you can sell it on the back end. Uh, uh, from, you know, a number standpoint, you get a lot of tax benefits. But if you really want the cash flow, it's, it's all about the owner finance. You right. hold the note, you're getting the principal and interest payments. I mean, that totally will always beat cash flow from a rental. But you can't sell that on the back end to capture appreciation. Like, right. So you, you, if you have both of those strategies in your portfolio, it kind of helps you balance. It makes your portfolio uh, just that much stronger. It does. It does. And, and, and when market conditions change. So like, let's say you know, we have a 10% drop in home values from now to tomorrow. Right. Like that doesn't affect your owner finance yeah. property or my re- or even the rentals. I mean, you have the, well, the rental property would lose value, but you're not losing you're the rental income. It. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but you know, like if, if, if your strategy was, Oh, I'm going to sell that house tomorrow. Well, now you're, you, now you, you lost just, 10%. Yeah. Right. Right. So, you know, that, uh, at least you can weather the storm by diversifying, uh, your portfolio. But with that said, it's not true diversification because you're diversifying between the same asset class. Mm-hmm. So like you, you should have investments outside of real estate to complement those things. Like I know Marco and Hillary, they invest in, in silver, right? Yeah. Like they, they buy like actual silver and hold on to it because that appreciates. It's a tangible asset. Right. Um, you know, I, I used to sell that by the way. <laughs> I used to sell silver, gold, platinum, palladium, like yeah, with yeah. the US Gold Bureau until I called out the trainer on some of his training tactics. <laughs> he gave us a script, side note, he gave us a script and I said, hey, the script doesn't, it's not very strong. He goes, well, the script's not meant to get your sales. And I'm like, what the hell is it for? <laughs> And he goes, well, it's meant to get you used to rejection. I was like, we're in sales. We're going to get used to rejection. You could have the best script in the world. Jordan Belfort could give you his own personal script, and you're still going to get rejected. Like, it just yeah. happens. It just comes naturally with it. So I used yeah, to sell yeah. for them. But while I was there, I learned that silver and gold and platinum and all that stuff is really good investment. Uh, you can even invest in, like, certain... Uh, 
they're they're the gold coins like the buffalo nickels and all that yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. there's a certain um grading that it has and if it's 70 proof uh i think is what it's called if it's 70 proof you have a very rare item that mm-hmm. there's only a finite number in the entire world so what they'll do is they'll buy it back and then sell it at a higher price right and then buy it back at a higher at, at a higher price than that so it's always increasing in value it rarely ever drops right right and so, it's, it's i mean it's the same thing with, with stocks mm-hmm. i mean um and that's a different asset class right so right. you know you you want to diversify so you have have those protections built in um but yeah so like fast forward from you guys starting to today like you you have a new guy. Okay. Yeah, you're, you're, you're growing <laughs> your team, man. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I'm pretty, like, we're pretty excited. We've uh, we've got a couple. We had a couple potentials. We had a couple people. Uh, that, and for that, those of you listening, you you can't see us, but uh, we have a gentleman here named Frank who is actually uh, he's, he's your a, first person, right? Your yeah. first teammate. Well, one, our first, our not our first one, but like one that shows a little bit more promise of working out. <laughs> uh, we've had a couple people. We've spoken to a few people, and we've tried to bring. You know, we've had we tried to bring them on and actually have teach them and whatnot. But they, it just, I just feel like they thought I've gotten a lot of resumes where people are like, "Hey, so how much are you gonna pay me an hour?" And I'm like, "Well, this is a commission based job." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I never hear from them again, right. right? And then, or you know, you ask them to do something. We ask somebody to do something. Uh, was it a few weeks ago we tried to bring somebody on and we asked them to do something just to see if they would just to see if they would do it one of one of our requirements that we do before we bring you on is to have them go driving for dollars put down 50 to 100 addresses right yeah yeah and and main thing of that is to see if they're willing to put in the work for it right a and b that'll get them a jump start on leads right because i have access to skip tracing we have a va who can cold call them right things like that and it'll give them a jump start into working working some leads so we want to see what kind of person we're working with and we've had a few people uh we're trying we're uh we're we are hiring but we and we've had a few people try and um come on but it hasn't really worked out because of little stipulations and Mm -hmm. you know i have I have high standards for what I want, right? Sure, and, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and I mean, it's your business. Yeah, right? exactly. You, you, it's my you baby, want it to right? succeed. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. And I and and until I owned a business, until I until I was responsible for my own paycheck, I never understood, you know, caring for your baby that much. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I never understood what it was like to have those standards to say, "Hey, this is the level that we need to be at," not just for the employees, but for myself. Right. The other day I told Zagla, I was like, man, I feel like I'm at 75% right now. I, I feel like I can do more. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you feel like you, you got, I work with a chip on my shoulder. Right. And sometimes I feel like I can do more. So yeah, we, we brought Frank on because I, you know, I, I feel like he was communicative and, and cause he has a day job. Right. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he was communicative and what he wanted and what he wanted to accomplish. And, and, and I really liked the fact that he, he reached out, he reached out to me about it as opposed to me having to reach out to him and say, Hey, you're going to show up today. You're going right. to come by, whatever it was, blah, blah. He said, Hey, you know what? I got to work late, whatever, blah, blah. Or, Hey, you know what? Today I have off. I think I want to come, you know, I can come along and tag along and do this. So I think that's, I think that's a really big important because to me, it's not just about results. It's about the effort that I see. Cause if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're there and you're not producing results, but you are working and you are putting in the effort, that means that I'm dropping the ball somewhere along in the training to, and I got to figure out what it is that I can do to make you better to get you those results that you're working so hard for. Right. So, so now that you're at this point where you're growing a team, you're expanding your business and, uh, you know, you, you have some momentum, like when it comes to the partnership that you have, um, like 
do you have like specific roles and responsibilities of who does what or what who does something better than the other and i, I see zagla kind of smiling over here does like, she okay well, <laughs> one's for sure the talker so that's that's it that's his number one job is to talk to, to talk yeah negotiate almost i guess the face of the the face of everything mm-hmm. i i was just thinking about that uh i want to say it was like wednesday or thursday of last week mm-hmm. uh, i was just thinking about like you know because uh, we're we're you're gonna have to identify roles and responsibilities and whatnot at some point yeah, right yeah. you're in a business so one of the things so i was thinking about that and i realized that we're both good at certain things but we're not both good at the same things you right. know what i mean so and i think that's why it complements because I'm really good, she said, I'm really good at talking to people and structuring, this sounds funny, somebody laughed at me when I said this, I'm really good at finessing and structuring sentences to where they sound good to people, <laughs> right? So they're like, okay, so you you can talk. And I'm like, yeah, but I speak in a certain way where it makes sense to people, right? And it sounds, and it, and it makes them agree with me almost to the point to where they think it was their idea. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so and, and <laughs> you can ask her, a lot of the times... Zagla's, I don't know what it is about her, but she attracts buyers. She attracts sellers. She's really good at just finding leads, finding deals. Yeah. Uh, for, or at least finding the, half of the deal that I need, right? So we, we just sold a property on Lake Arbor at the end of last, at the, at, well, actually we closed on it at the beginning of this year. Um, and it was funny because somebody sent it to me and I told her about it and she's like, oh, hey, I have this guy reached out to me about this. <laughs> and the guy went, looked at it, bought it, and asked him. Didn't even negotiate. He's like, "Yeah, I'll take it." Nice, Boom. nice. Um, same thing with. Uh, so uh, what's your secret, Zagla? <laughs> smile. How, how, smile. How, can, how can you get uh, buyers to buy on the spot at, at asking? <laughs> I don't know. I've been trying to figure it out this whole time, man. I gotta, I gotta fight these guys for it. But for real, man, there's there's a lot of, uh, <laughs> especially. Oh, I brought quite a few people that bought at asking, if not more, yeah. and fighting for it too. I'm like, I'll put an offer of three grand more. <laughs> oh, relax. It's not that big of a deal. It's not that good of a house. <laughs> <laughs> we actually advised somebody. It was so weird. Uh, mm-hmm. We actually advised somebody recently not to buy a property. We said, look, if they don't go below this price, you shouldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. And at the at the at the expense of our fee for it, right? I said, look, because he 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 wanted us to negotiate. I said, look, if they don't go below this price, you shouldn't buy it. At the expense of me losing out on money, I don't think that you should buy it. And that's one of the things I explained to him. Real talk, real estate is all about just being real. Like, hey, yeah, man, yeah. either this is gonna work or it's not gonna work. That's cool. If it doesn't work, we'll get you on the next one, or you'll get us on the next one. Whatever it is, right? No big deal. Uh, I'm always gonna be honest. I'm always gonna be upfront. Good, bad, or indifferent, right? That's the whole thing about real talk real estate, right? And we t- and he was like, no, I really, really want it. I really, really. I said, okay, this is the lowest they'll go. It's gonna be about five grand more than where you want to be. And I go, but that's including our fee and all that stuff. And then he goes, okay. Right, right. He goes, that's fine. So we're fixing to close on that one here pretty soon. We've had some title issues and whatnot, but we've been able to we've been able to find these deals and whatnot without us putting in a lot of marketing and whatnot. Um, so I think that when it comes to roles, right, I'm more of the talker, the face, and and she's able to find the buyers and whatnot. But, I mean, how many times are you sitting there and I'm like, text this person, and then she'll be like, oh, they said this, and then I'll say, okay, say this, and she'll be like, wait, wait, say that word again? Say it like, <laughs> like say, because she'll text them verbatim, and that's what I do. I'll tell, I'll tell people, like, hey, say this verbatim so that, you know, the, the, I already know how they're going to react. 
you know. And yeah. she's really good at like also she's really good at like more of the like the paperwork and getting getting that stuff emailed out to everybody mm-hmm. and uh, getting stuff you know getting getting the uh, administrative side of yeah. everything yeah. together. So I think we because I'm terrible at paperwork. <laughs> I, I suck. At it. I'm so bad at it. Like I could not. I can't keep track of all the shit I got assigned. You know what I mean? Yeah. So no, I mean that's 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 great to have a, a partner who. Uh, compliments you and your strengths but i think it's also important that um partners are on the same page that you know you like for example like alex and i we started our own investment business like it's it's for our own portfolio right we're holding stuff uh the intention is not to like pick up deals and then wholesale them or whatever like we want them for our own our own investment purposes Um, and in, in that capacity, like we've, we have like really clear, like distinctions, like Alex, you go and negotiate, you, you get that, you find the lead, you get it under contract. And then from there, give me those numbers and I'll figure out how we're going to make it work. And, you know, we have a lender, a hard money lender, and we have a private money lender. And, uh, you know, we have to be able to communicate to them, be all be on the same page, but if I'm like sick or I'm not there, like Alex knows his shit. Yeah, like, he he knows how to how to sell yeah. a deal. Despite to somebody, the goofy right? looking, despite yeah, his goofy yeah, yeah, looking, yeah. everything. <laughs> despite the fact that he's a goofy looking guy, like, like I know he would be able to pull the slack if, yeah. if I'm if I'm not available, and vice versa. Like I can I can lock down a deal if he if he can't, you know, if he's yeah. dealing with stuff with his kids and he calls me up and says, hey, this guy's you know he needs to be uh, reached out to, talk to him. This is what's going on. Like I can do that, you know, like that's uh, that there's a balance right there, but mm-hmm. but. For between the two of us, he's much better on the front end for the negotiations, and I'm much better at structuring the deal and getting it into the, into the hands of, you know, our partners, our, our lending partners. Um, but uh, you know, in terms of uh, expanding and growing your business, have you already put together like a plan? Like, what's what's the next thing for you guys? So, from growing a team, uh, which what you just spoke about, for those of you that might be listening. Um, it's interdependency, right? Intra, inter, is it inter or intra? Hmm? Dependency? Intradependency is like within the organization. Okay, so interdependency. is Basically what I'm trying to describe is is you both could do it alone. Same thing with Zagla and I. We could both yeah. do it on our own, but when we work together, we That's get there better. faster, right? right? right. If you want to go, you know, if you want to go, if you want to get somewhere if you want to get somewhere, if you want to go far, go alone. If you want to get somewhere quick, go with people. I think the phrase is right. Go with partners or something like that. Uh, and I think that Zagla and I, I, I don't know if she realizes this, but I depend on her a lot to do certain things. And I depend on her. Like she doesn't realize that she's actually really good at the things she thinks she's not good at. <laughs> it's so funny. Like I've seen her negotiate and I'm like, what do you mean you're not good at that? I've seen her make phone calls and be on the phone and talk to sellers and buyers and whatnot. And, what do you mean you're not good at that? You're great at it. You just don't. She doesn't. She, you know, a lot of times we don't realize our own skills. But yeah, I think that if I were to ever like break my leg off and have to be in the hospital <laughs> Wait, for the night, have, that has happened. Oh yeah, that has happened. <laughs> that has happened. My ankle was messed up for. It's still kind of messed up, but had the gout, eating too much salt. <laughs> but you know, when that happened, I had to depend on her to do certain things where I was like, hey, just make sure we get this done and this done. And I'm one of those guys where I'm like, hey, this is everything we have to do today. And I have to list it out. Otherwise, we're not going to get it done. Right. Yeah. And um, 
she, she uh, like I, I can depend on her to do that in case I'm out or mm-hmm. and vice versa she can depend on me to do something in case she's out um, and we were talking about so the next step for us is one of the things that we want to do apart from growing apart from growing our uh, apart from growing our business is we want to start getting into more investment properties and we want to grow a team where we can put the idea for Real Talk Real Estate is to have a team where we can put enough money in their pocket to where when they want to buy an investment property, we can partner up on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can partner up on the investment property and you know have have a, have an asset together, right? Um, and then having that asset together also creates the equity where you can cash in on that equity and maybe go in with some partners onto a an apartment complex, right, as opposed right. to just holding homes, right? Single family properties. We can all, now we can not by partnering. Here comes the interdependency, right? By partnering, you can increase your cash flow with buying an apartment complex. Right. You right. know what I mean? So, um, sorry, my phone <laughs> blowing up right now. That's okay. Um, so, for for people who are listening um, that are looking at getting into investing or looking at getting into wholesaling, and they're unsure of themselves and are looking for a partner. Um, what kind of advice would you give them? Uh, reach out to me. <laughs> no, but seriously, like anybody who's looking to get into investing, right? Anybody who's looking to get into wholesaling, find somebody that is willing to teach you and is willing to um, find somebody that is willing to teach you and willing to uh, bestow that knowledge upon you, right? And somebody that you can uh, that you're compatible with, and, and and somebody that knows what they're doing, and just latch onto them. Mm-hmm. You know, ask them questions. If they're willing to teach, that means they're willing to answer, right? <clears throat> so ask them questions and ask them, you know, and, and and work on work on your own, but don't stay too far away from them until you get your own uh, until you get your own balance. Yeah, and I would say also to add to that, that, that I mean that that's really great that what you're saying. You know, like find someone who knows more than you or has done what you're trying to do um but at the same time uh, just like anything else you know a re- it's a relationship it's it's a transaction in this case a business right. transaction as a partnership it's a two-way street you know like you can't always be asking 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 and getting without and getting, giving, without giving, giving something yeah. you know so uh, i would say that you know whatever you for for those of you listening, whatever your expertise is, whatever you can bring to the table, you know, be willing to share that because like people don't work for free. They're not going to give away stuff for free. Um, and, and I say that, you know, not in a literal sense because, you know, yes, yeah, someone may like not charge you, but time is valuable. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, here at Hilco, like we're all about the education. Like we want to teach you, you know, what, what to do and what not to do. Um, but at the same time, it's like, you know, we're getting asked these questions from hundreds of people all day, every day. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't address everybody at this, uh, with the same level of, um, I don't know, detail or attention. Um, and, and that needs to be understood. You know, yeah. like uh, you have to carry your own weight to some degree um, in, in that relationship. But um, yeah, so you're looking to grow and expand you're hiring for for people on your team you're looking to build your own portfolio within the business um uh anything else that you uh, advice generally that you would give to somebody getting started wake up early <laughs> wake up yes okay so wake a few things early. that i've been doing that we the reason we hit the ground running so hard this year 
is because we've been waking up earlier and earlier. Like me personally, I wake up anywhere between four. I've been trying to wake up at four, but I, I hit four thirty between four thirty and five o'clock. I do my little morning routine, right, and I'm ready to go by eight o'clock. Yeah, and I'm and I'm you know we're working by eight thirty. Um, so wake up early, get all your stuff out of the way because in the afternoon it leaves you more time. Like it, it's so crazy last night and maybe you know a few nights before that, I finished all my work and I kind of felt like. There's, this is why I was like, man, I'm at, I feel like I'm at 75%. Finished everything I had to do, and I was like, well, what do I do now? I guess mm-hmm. I'll have a drink. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I have nothing else. Like, like, yesterday and the day before, I think we were like, okay, what else do we have to do? I was like, what else? And it was like maybe 3.30 in the afternoon, 3.30, 4 o'clock. And I was like, what else do we have to do? And then it was... Um, we were like, all right, well, every, the ball's in everybody else's court. We're just waiting for them to get back to us. Yeah. You know what I mean? And at the work, at the best, the best we can do is follow up at first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so wake up early, get your stuff done and out of the way. Get your own personal stuff done and out of the way. Make sure you give yourself some time in the mornings for you. Mm-hmm. Whatever your morning routine may be. Mine is just wake up, drink water, work out. Listen to I listen to my book. I look at my I look at my vision board and I listen to a motivational video. Then I start getting ready. Um, what's another piece of advice that we can give? What would you? What advice would you give besides waking up early? Oh wait, I think that was hers, right? She did say yeah, wake yeah. up early. Um, and don't think about it too much. Whatever it is that you're trying to do, just just do, do it. it. You know, just do the Shia LaBeouf and just do it. Right? Like just and actually commit to it. Don't say you're gonna right. do it and then not do it. Yeah. Time wasters are annoying. Yeah, time wasters are really annoying. Like when you're when you when you could be working on whatever it is your goal is and you're not because you're you're doing other stuff that's really Excuses. insignificant. Mm-hmm. Make sure you identify what those activities are. Like whatever it is that's gonna put you closer to your goal, make sure you identify whatever those activities are and get those done as soon as you start working. Yeah. But just do it. Like don't, I know a guy when I first started uh, when I first got into wholesaling, I used to go to these networking events and there was this guy there and he had a a beekeeping or not a beekeeping business it was like a honey bee it was a bee removal business mm-hmm. and he sold honey on the side i think i've told the story a few times and i never want to be like this guy because he the first networking event he, he went to was like we all shared it was like maybe like less than 20 people and we all shared what we were doing there and i i was like okay well you know i'm pretty new i'm just you know trying to you know learn more and i'm trying to work some deals or whatever and he said the same thing he's like hey you know i'm just trying to learn more trying to see if i can get my foot in the door just trying to figure out how i can get started mm-hmm. well few few deals few deals down the line for me i was already on my like fourth deal and i attended this networking event again because i was doing it every week i was going every week and he was saying the same thing and i was like hey what, what's, what's this guy does he need help and i and somebody told me that and they're like i guy's been coming here for two years he hasn't pulled the trigger on any deals and i was like what why not he's just scared he he, th- he thinks he needs to have all the information he he wants to find that one piece of information that's gonna put him through the roof on all his deals and the reality is that one piece of information is just to do it yeah so you're not gonna there is no magic pill and i was figuring this out before the end of last year's there's no magic pill. There's no piece of information that's going to make you a, a real estate guru or a business guru. You just got to yeah, do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You cannot avoid the hard work. You just can't. Yeah that's, yeah. that's what it is. You can't avoid the work and you can't avoid the experience. And you cannot avoid the failure. Right. You're going to fail one way or another. So just do it. Just get in there. Do what you got to do. Learn as much as you can, of course. But just start. Yeah. Take yeah. a step. And then from there, it should snowball. So. Badass. So... 
we're already running close to the time for, that we have for the podcast, so I'm just going to wrap up with a quick shout out um, to Longhorn Investments because they are sponsoring all of our social media content. And um, one of the they're things they're also that, sponsoring our de- they're also funding our deal that we're going to close on at the end of this month. Oh, there you go. Yeah, we're buying there you a, go. we're buying a flip over there off of uh, Paul Street. Yeah. And they're going to be funding it. So yeah, and you know uh, what I was saying earlier about having uh, having the the money partners. You know, whether it's a hard money lender, or it's a, a bank that refinances, or a private lender, or a combination of all those things. Every investor needs to have something like that in their tool belt. Um, and uh, you know, we're we're really glad to work with Jade and and Longhorn Investments. Great people. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, maybe you, you, can you talk a little bit about the process of working with them? Yeah, it's been really easy. Jade's, you know, Jade's a really busy person. Um, I know that she's really busy. I see her on social media a lot, and she's always doing something or helping mm-hmm. fund this project or that project. So she's really, she's, uh, but the process has been really easy. She just is basically, she just says, hey, here, go apply here at our website. Once you submit the application, you know, we'll do the, do, we get to do the credit check and all that good stuff. And uh, once that happens, you know, we, we tell, I told her what I thought that, retail value of it was what the purchase price was and what the uh rehab. what the rehab was and just based on that and as soon as we finished getting in all the documents we had a pre-approval letter that same day nice or the next the very next morning i think it was and then she's just made it really easy and she's made it really uh what's idiot proof right like <laughs> I'm, I'm not the smartest guy in the world and i'm able to you know we're able to navigate this process with her so really it's just application getting her the 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 numbers on it right getting her the numbers on it you got your pre-approval letter and then as soon as you get the 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 rehab bid the actual rehab bid the the itemized rehab bid she'll she'll send you the what the loan terms are going to be like and then you she can what close in like five days i think as soon as you get everything in you she can close within five days so which is really good because we've only got like two weeks before we close (laughs) what is it so we're going to close on the 28th right 27th we're going to close on the 27th and today's the 12th so we've yeah. got two weeks nice so it should be nice. it should be a pretty she's made it a really easy process and really good attitude never annoyed by any questions <laughs> any stupid questions that i have because i have a lot of them <laughs> um and so she's really she's really helpful in that aspect so okay great. cool well there you have it guys you heard it from from someone who is actually working and doing business with longhorn investments um, but yeah, again, guys, thanks for being on the podcast. Um, uh, we'll have you guys next time for uh, something down the road. We'll get a, a update on where you guys are with your business. Sure. So I do want to say I don't know if I, I don't know if this is cool. I do want to say that we are hiring. <laughs> yeah, so guys, yeah. we are hiring. We're looking for we're looking for two more acquisitions people uh, to come onto the team. Whether you have experience or you don't have experience. That's fine. Uh, we'll train you in our processes and whatnot. We would need you to be motivated. Um, if you want, you can either text me at 210, call or text me at 210-762-9782, or you can send your resume to my email at juan.realtalkre at gmail.com. That's juan.realtalkre at gmail.com. Uh, if that wasn't clear enough, like I said, just text me and I'll text you my email address for your resumes. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Well, again, thanks for being on the show, and that's a wrap. Cool.